Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for June 22nd, 2021. Glad that you are with me. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord's unfailing love and mercy never cease, fresh as the morning and sure as the sunrise. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. God of all glory, we give you thanks that through the the gift of baptism, we have been crucified with Christ and united with him in resurrection. By the power of your Holy Spirit, let our lives proclaim the good news that we are dead to sin and alive to you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalm 123 and 146, 1 Samuel 6, 1 through 16, Acts 5, 27 through 42, and Luke 21, 37 through 22, 13. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 123. To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. As the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God until God has mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us. For we have had more than enough of contempt. Our soul has had more than its fill of the scorn of those who are at ease, of the contempt of the proud. Morning Psalm 146 Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord, O my soul! I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God all my life long. Do not put your trust in princes, in mortals in whom there is no help. When their breath departs, they return to the earth. On that very day their plans perish. Happy are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. God upholds the orphan and the widow. But the way of the wicked God brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. First reading is 1 Samuel, chapter 6, verses 1 through 16. Listen, the ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines seven months. When the Philistines called for the priest and the diviners and said, What shall we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us what we should send with it to its place. They said, If you send away the ark of the God of Israel... Do not send it empty, but by all means return God a guilt offering. Then you will be healed and will be ransomed. Will not God's hand then turn from you? And they said, What is the guilt offering that we shall return to God? They answered, Five gold tumors and five gold mice, according to the number of the lords of the Philistines. 
for the same plague was upon all of you and upon your lords. So you must make images of your tumors and images of your mice that ravage the land and give glory to the God of Israel. Perhaps God will lighten God's hand on you and your gods and your land. Why should you harden your hearts as the Egyptians and the Pharaoh hardened their hearts? After God had made fools of them, did they not let the people go and they departed? Now then, get ready a new cart and two milch cows that have never been born a yoke. And yoke the cows to the cart, but take their calves home, away from them. Take the ark of the Lord and place it on the cart and put on in a box at its side the figures of gold, which you are returning to God as a guilt offering. Then send it off and let it go its way. And watch, if it goes up on the way to its own land, to Beth Shemesh, then it is God who has done us the great harm. But if not, then we shall know that it is not God's hand that struck us. It happened to us by chance. The men did so. They took two milch cows and yoked them to the cart and shut up their calves at home. They put the ark of the Lord on the cart and the box with the gold mice and the images of their tumors. The cows went straight in the direction of Beth Shemesh along one highway, lowing as they went. They turned neither to the right nor to the left, and the lords of the Philistines went after them as far as the border of Beth Shemesh. Now the people of Beth Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley. When they looked up and saw the ark, they went with rejoicing to meet it. The Lord came into the field of Joshua of Beth Shemesh and stopped there. A large stone was there, so they split up the wood of the cart and offered the cows as a burnt offering to the Lord. The Levites took down the ark of the Lord and the box that was beside it, in which were the gold objects, and set them upon the large stone. Then the people of Beth Shemesh offered burnt offerings and presented sacrifices on that day to the Lord. When the five lords of the Philistines saw it, they returned that day to Ekron. Acts chapter 5, verses 27 through 42. When they, the guards, had brought them, the um, uh, James and John, they had them stand before the council. The high priest questioned them, saying, We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you are determined to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you had killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at God's right hand as leader and savior, that he may give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey God. When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. But a Pharisee of the council named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, respected by all the people, stood up and ordered the men to be put outside for a short time. Then he said to them, Fellow Israelites, Consider carefully what you propose to do to these men, for some time ago Theodos rose up, claiming to be somebody, and a number of men, about four hundred, joined him. But he was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and disappeared. 
After him, Judas the Galilean rose up at the time of the census and got people to follow him. He also perished, and all who followed him were scattered. So in the present case, I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone, because if this plan or this undertaking is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. In that case, you may even be found fighting against God. They were convinced by him, and when they had called in the apostles, they had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. As they left the council, they rejoiced that they were considered worthy to suffer dishonor for the sake of the name. And every day in the temple and at home, they did not cease to teach and proclaim Jesus as the Messiah. Luke chapter 21, 37 through 22, verse 13. Every day Jesus was teaching in the temple, and at night he would go out and spend the night at the Mount of Olives, as it was called, and all the people would get up early in the morning to listen to him in the temple. Now the festival of unleavened bread, which is called the Passover, was near, and the chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to put Jesus to death, for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered into Judas, called Iscariot, who was one of the twelve He went away and conferred with the chief priests and officers of the temple police about how he might betray him to them. They were greatly pleased and agreed to give him money, so he consented and began to look for an opportunity to betray him to them when no crowd was present. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed, so Jesus sent Paul Uh, Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover meal for us that we may eat it. They asked him, Where do you want us to make preparations for it? Listen, he said to them, When you have entered a city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house he enters, and say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks you, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, already furnished. Make preparations for us there. So they went and found everything, as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, our readings for today, we are continuing the story of what happened to the Ark of the Covenant. It was taken into the Philistine lands, and they saw several things. Dagon, the god, was sort of knocked down in front of the Ark of the Covenant, bowing down. They moved it to another city and and then another city after that, and people are growing tumors, and there was a problem with rodents all over the place. And so they finally get fed up with this whole thing, and they say, what do we need to do? So they go to their priests, and their priests say, well, obviously the Israelites' God is taking things out on us, just like God, you know, showed power to Egypt and to, you know, these other people. God's doing this to us. That's what we think. So let's send it back, but let's not send it back out empty-handed. Let's go ahead and and have five golden tumors <laughs> and five mice made out of gold as sort of this offering to the God of Israel. And we'll put it in there. And they set this thing up where there's a a brand new cart, so there's no blemishing on it or anything like that, right? It's a holy cart. Um, And it will 
be pulled by two milch cows or cows who have uh, just given birth relatively soon before this. They're still giving milk. We'll put their calves in the barn, but we'll hitch them to this cart. And if it goes right to the to the land of the Israelites, well, then we know it is definitely God, the God of the Israelites, who has done this all to us. And so we're we're giving back the sort of we're sorry offering <laughs> to to the God of the Israelites. If not, if they go off and do something else, well, then just by happenstance, the you know the idol of Dagon fell twice in. Um, in two consecutive days in front of the Ark of the Covenant, and we just happen to bust out with tumors and, and all of these things, right? Um, it was just happenstance that this all happened. Well, they set this all up, and it goes immediately. Direct line, these cows that have never pulled a cart before, they go directly to the land of Israel. The people of Beth Shemesh there see that it's the Ark of the Covenant, and they celebrate, they make a sacrifice, probably of those uh, cows that were pulling the cart, and they thank God that the the Ark of the Covenant has been returned. This is not, it's really interesting because it's not a military campaign where they go in and they get the Ark of the Covenant. There's no sort of active part that Israel plays in this. God finds a way back to Israel and, you know, it's this miraculous thing. So it goes back. Then we have in um, Acts, we have a continuation of this story. We heard this a couple of weeks ago in the sermon of uh, Peter and John and, and the apostles are brought back to the Sanhedrin. Uh, they had been arrested, you may remember, the night before. Um, they were freed. They were back in the temple. They're brought before the Sanhedrin. Everybody wants to kill them, right? Let's let's just keep killing these people until they're all gone. And Gamaliel, the the teacher of Saul, actually, he stands up and he says, No, you know what? We've seen this before. If this Jesus is a false messiah, just like all of these others, and he lists a few of them then this movement will just die out. There's nothing we really need to do about it. In fact, you know, maybe we're even uh, continuing it on and, and spurring them on by continuing to persecute them. But if this Jesus is the Messiah, if this is all happening because God is behind it, then if we're working against these people, we're working against God. And so they decide not to overly mess with these people. They have them beaten and they tell them not to to proclaim the name of Jesus, but go. And every day these, these apostles are spending time in the temple speaking about Jesus, just as Jesus spoke in the temple. Um, and they proclaim Jesus as the Messiah. They say, there's nothing that you can do against us that will tell us that we should not be doing this because God has told us that we need to be doing this. Then we have from Luke chapter 21 and 22, um, just a reminder that Jesus is constantly in the temple throughout the Holy Week, preaching, proclaiming the good news of, of the kingdom of God here in the very temple. 
and the authorities want to do something about it. They want to have him killed. They can't do anything because it's all of these people love him. But there is a crack in in the uh, the disciples, Judas Iscariot. Um, it, we're told here that Satan enters into him. Um, that might be a, a direct sort of understanding of what's going on, or it may be the the author sort of trying to figure out, well, why would he do this sort of thing? Either way, Judas decides to betray Jesus um, and goes into an arrangement with the the high priests and the um the the Jewish leadership in order to turn Jesus over to them. Meanwhile, it is the festival of unleavened bread and they are making preparations. This is the Passover. This is the time when they remember and reenact the end of slavery to Egypt. Um, the Passover lamb, this is when they were to sacrifice a lamb and then they were to take the blood and put it on the lentils and the, um, the doorposts of their doors to mark that this is a, uh, an observant household and they're to spe- eat a special meal. Um, and that evening, the, the angel of death would come over Egypt and any house that was not marked by the blood of the lamb the firstborn child or the firstborn son, whether human or animal, would be struck down. Because of this, the Israelites, the Hebrews at that time, got freedom from Egypt, and Jesus is gathering together to celebrate this meal with his disciples. Um, the Lamb of God is, is enacting this remembrance feast of the Lamb of God. So those are our readings for today. Uh, let's go ahead and look at our, our prayers for the day. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the mission and ministry of the church. Every service that proclaims your love. The people and relationships that sustain us. Our calling to daily discipleship. Signs of new life and hope. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks that Bill is recovering from cataract surgery. Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. 
the stewardship and healing of creation. Friends and family members. Neighbors in special need. All who serve your mission in the world. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for Kathy, a friend of Jan Ann's, who has been hospitalized with a severe broken leg. For Jimmy, who is recovering from open heart surgery. For Beverly, who is having cataract surgery. For David, friend of Jan Ann's, who is having triple bypass surgery. For Olga, our cleaning tech. For James, my grandfather, who is continuing to recover from surgery. John, friend of Bill's, who lost his wife, Jan. For Pam, a friend of Bill's, who has suffered a small stroke and is in the hospital. Eternal God, our beginning and our end, be our starting point and our haven and accompany us in this day's journey. Use our hands to do your creation and use our lives to bring others the new life you give this world in Jesus Christ, Redeemer of all. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now the grace of God be with us all now and always. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for Daily Prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else. Click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship, the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition. Our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible, the Daily Lectionary Readings. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a very blessed day. We'll see you next time. Bye.